Welcome to Inside Jokes. This is about the art of comedy. With Sandra Carusi. We get in the mind of the comic. On Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sandra Carusi here for Inside Jokes. In the middle of our Sunday night of fun, fun, fun. All right, what song is this? We have a little summer jam. Dean Young? Bring us into the new season. What is this? I don't know. I do know. That's the name of the song. By the Sheepdogs. Good Mama, Canadiana. Um, okay, I like the song. It works. Because um, we, <laughs> we have great comics in here. We're going to laugh today. We do. We got some female stuff. Not that it should matter if it's female or male or whatever. But Old friends of the show, too. Friends of the show. They've been here. We see them in the streets. We're all doing comedy <laughs> together. Sandra Badalini, welcome. Thank you, Sandra. It's always well, fun to have you. Oh, my. It's been a while, though. I know. Yeah. You're too busy. Oh, we had to, I've been busy. <laughs> That's something an Italian mother would say. Like, I put the guilt on you. What do you mean? I mean you're too yeah, busy oh yeah. for me. Oh, yeah. But you've been doing a lot of stuff. What kind yeah. of stuff? Big stuff. Like your show, Baby G's. Yeah, my uh, album came up. We released it in uh, on Good Friday. And then, um, well, we dropped the album on Good Friday. And then we released it at the New York Comedy Club. Yeah, so that's it was like, huge. Yeah, no, it was so amazing, actually. It was like, I think it was the first time I did maybe more, like I did 20 minutes. So I headlined the show. It was it was really cool. Yeah, no, that yeah. sounds fun. Nice. New York too. What's that audience like? They're amazing. Like it's just, it was just, you know, I, when we were walking to a bar, I just felt like I was like, geez, this feels like home here. Is it? You know what I mean? New York is like very similar to here, or at least I think maybe, so. maybe just like, yeah, it just was. It just felt really like home. You, uh, we also have Fiona O'Brien here. Hello, how are you? Have you done some New York action yet? Or? No, not yes. Not yes. So I just want very similar to honestly, it's like the scene too is the same. The only difference is like, you know, Chris Rock will show up at the comedy center. Oh my yeah. god, I know. And there's an industry there, and there are bookers that'll show up and managers to your shows. That's kind of the difference. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, just a mini difference. <laughs> That's a nice difference. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Well, Fiona is uh, just starting. Like, if we look at the balance of what we're doing here, mm -hmm. you're both very hot female comedians in this country in Canada and moving beyond the borders yep. Miss Sandra and when she's been doing that she has come across a couple of challenges yep and uh, you want to go work stateside well you know uh, you know comics just want to tour it's just that there's lots of barriers for Canadians to go work in the states like what well you need a you need a visa and it like it's usually five ten thousand it's it's about ten grand I to can't get even visa. believe that yeah and the purpose of the ten grand is for what? What for does the that pay for? For the lawyers, <laughs> strictly for the lawyers. Well, there, I mean, there is a fee, but yeah, it's a lot of. You just have to prove that you're an extraordinary individual. <laughs> so you have to, you know, get evidence to prove that. Anywhere, anything from like, you know, letters to uh, media <laughs> to all sorts of things. So it's kind of BS. Not kind of. It's BS it is. because Americans need nothing to come here. Yeah. So literally. Like you're talking $10,000 is a lot of money for anyone, let alone a comic. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, and it's just like, it doesn't make any sense that even if you want to go play a club in Detroit or anywhere, geez, just, you know, Simon Rockoff said that one day, he's like, you know, I would just love to be able to like, just, you know, go play a club in Detroit. No big deal. And it's a big deal. My God. I want to talk about actually, because it's relevant to what we're talking about. And Dean, we're both producers. Actually, Sandra is too. She puts on shows. And I put on shows, and I've been putting on shows since I was 23. Yeah. And I always was shocked from the beginning, because I know radio prices for our jocks, for example, and uh, when they go out and MC something. So as a, a salesperson, because I'd sell advertising, I for the client, I'd price them. And then I'd try to I'd price a comic. So regularly, just so people know, when you go to a comedy show, 
I want people to know that person you're watching on stage is about $225 for the headliner. Am I right? It oh. depends who it is, no? Yeah, it depends who and where. Depends who and if where. You're, if you're younger in the game, I mean, it could be anywhere from like, you know, maybe 125 150 Oh, my God. Yeah. What? That's what that's what I was paying, getting paid to headline. Yeah. See, I'm so... Je- Dean, do you remember the uh, yuck, show yucks. we produced together? The Brogue one? When you work for me, mm-hmm. you get the paid, okay? Well, and you have to be upfront with that with, yeah. with venue owners because it puts a certain stamp of quality on the show as well. It's here, take what we're doing seriously. Because, I mean, you could take new comics. Like, we see it all the time in, like, we have the stand-up community page, right? Mm-hmm. So people won't know what they're doing booking a show. They'll be like, hey, I need a headliner and a middle and three openers. Well, of course you're going to get 800 people going, I can do it. I have 20 minutes. Yeah. You know? So if you're approaching a venue to put on an actual legitimate show, yeah. you have to be upfront about that and get that budget from them right off the top. Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. if we don't take ourselves seriously, no one else is going to. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, and you price accordingly, and, and you're right, maybe... Am I too generous with the comics? I don't think I am. No, I think, no, no you're not. I you're not getting any money back from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hamilton or yeah. whatever. You know, I don't want to start throwing too many prices around, but the point is I want that price to be known because mm-hmm. when you see a comedy show, I think you need to know you're getting your money's worth. Like, you, yeah. you really are. It's important because as comics, especially in Canada and, and a scene that's oversaturated like Toronto, we get told so many times that everything we're doing, well, you're getting exposure from this. Yeah. You're doing this oh, for shut exposure. Up. Like, we can all find stage time at some open mic. Like you, yeah, you can't yeah. pay a mortgage Don't with exposure. Pay, yeah, yeah, exposure. No, we get that in radio 25 times a day up yeah. and down. Yeah. Oh, it's exposure. We're not going to pay you. And I tell you, when you say 100 bucks like this, I want to vomit. Anyway, we're talking about some good meaty stuff here on Inside Jokes. That's what we do. We go behind the scenes and find out what's really going on. And we have none other than Sandra Badalini. And we're going to talk about how she's changing the face of comedy right here, right now. Fiona O'Brien, also changing. He's changing The Handmaid's Tale from... Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you about The Handmaid's Tale in a minute. And if you watch the show, you will just riot. Just a riot. We'll hear more after the break. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Marcel St. Pierre, and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Sandra Carusi for Inside Jokes. Dean Young, hi you. Oh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. And it's nice to be here. We're having fun. Fun. Sandra Badalini and Fiona O'Brien. Hey, hey. Friends of the show. Welcome back, ladies. It's been a while. Uh, I want to talk with Sandra. Sandra's got a lot going on here. Holy Mm -hmm. cannolis. Well, Canadian Comedy Award winner, always. Yeah, I won I have two times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but that's big because there's not a lot of females in the comedy industry. So when you get one, that's a big deal too, mm-hmm. I think. I yeah. don't know. Um, and something for, you know, Fiona to uh, aspire f- to. Yes. Fiona O'Brien. I have only ever won an award for making fish cakes. <laughs> that's, that's nice though. Yeah. Yeah, make a good fish cake. Is that when did you move from Ireland here? Um, Jesus, about five years ago. Yeah, five years. And uh, I saw you posted a picture of you in a costume of Handmaid's Tale. I love that show. You look like her. Thanks. I went into Value Village and I just bought uh, a lampshade and cut it in half and put it on my head. And it worked. There's my costume. Yeah, I saw it with the red. Yeah, where'd you get the red? The red cape. Where did I get the? I think it was one of my kids' capes from Superman or something. You're a riot. (laughs) And then I had to collect my daughter from a play date and I just got the lampshade on my head. And then I had to try and reverse out of my drive to go and collect her and I couldn't see. Because the <laughs> lampshade I couldn't. I was like, oh, my God. oh, anyway, I survived. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that show. 
I was thinking about that on the way here, actually. I saw a billboard for it, yeah. for like the new season. And I remember, I overheard it. My roommate was watching it one time, and it just sounded very bleak. It, there was it, like a it lot is. of screaming. Yeah, there's, it is bleak. Yeah. I auditioned for it. Did you? For what? Because of Handmaid's Tale. Oh, my God. Yeah, they shoot that. But I got, I got, you know, at the last minute, whatever I had prepared, I threw out because the casting person was like, do it like this. And then I should have just stuck to what I had prepared. Yeah. I was really excited for it. It was just, it, it was just one of those situations. You're like, he just was like, you know, people have been doing it like this. Do it like that. And so I was like, oh, whatever I prepared wasn't right. It's so, Aww. you know, it's that, it's, it's just being in the moment. But I, yeah. that's, yeah, that, I would, that would have been fun to do. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. It'd be amazing on multiple levels because well, yeah. the content, who wants to ex- explain the content of the show? Because it's heavy, heavy stuff. It's about a Thank time, it's, it's just about a time where there's like, you know, women of, there's very few fertile women. Yeah, it's like a dystopian future and there's only... The, I watched the actual movie. So Margaret Atwood wrote the wrote book. Wrote the book. Yeah. And then I watched the actual movie and the, I've been watching the series as well. And so like that, like Sandra's saying, it's uh, about 100 fertile women are left and they're brought to this area, taken away from their lives and they're brought to this kind of world that's closed off to everybody else and it's nearly like the military run it. Utilitarian. Yeah, and it's um, and then a handmaid, a fertile woman, mm-hmm. will be placed in a family, and the husband and the wife can't have children. So the husband will have a ceremony. The wife will be there, and he will try and impregnate this handmaid. And then the handmaid is like a surrogate mother for oh my them. God. My God! But it's very it's like the it's, wife. It's, yeah, it's terrible though. It's, it's like dark. But it's slavery. Oh well, yeah, yeah, it's, kind of, it's, slavery it's slavery because they treat the women really yes. terribly. And how they go about the ceremony. And how they go about everything and day-to-day living. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just because it's at a point where it's like, you know, the earth is so deteriorated. It's like a, it's just a, you know, yeah, an earth that's been, they're just trying to like actually, you know, rebuild uh, stuff. So they, they, everything is, they're not, you, you know, polluting the environment. They're like trying not to. That's the whole point. Because the earth is really in a bad place. And yeah. that's why all these women are, are for infertile. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so many, it's so much pollutants. See, and there's all these undertones going through the show. And what frightens me the most is that it's plausible. It's plausible, but there's never going to be a time in for me that's like, it's just it's just void of joy. And I don't believe that. I don't buy into those shows where they're like, I mean, I love The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. But just like Black Mirror, where it's like every episode is very bleak, but there's no joy. And that's not true. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it might be that. true for some people. That's a good point. So that that's the part of it where it's like, it's just, you know. It's dramatization of a reality that's, you know, 55 minutes long. Yeah. That's so true. But it's like uh, The Leftovers, too. Same thing. Yeah, I tried We're to start watching We're doing TV reviews that. now, but uh, same yeah. thing. I did. I had to tap out of that one. Just it's too heavy. It's too, too yeah, much. Yeah, I couldn't even heavy. get into it. Uh, I was starting at night. I'm like, oh, I can't handle yeah. this baby crying. <laughs> you know what you, I mean? Yeah, you need like <laughs> yeah. a break from these shows. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. Because, it, yeah, it's just like... There's no joy. My older sister's here, and now that she knows that I watch Handmaid's Tale and what it's about, I'm in big trouble. (laughs) Why? I'm not allowed to watch dark shows anymore. Oh, Oh, negative? I get too consumed. Yeah, she's all about joy, which I am too, and I I, I really watch what I'm watching on TV. Like, I'm cognizant because... Just put the tip of your tongue to the roof of your mouth, and it doesn't penetrate your psyche. When you're watching the show. It's a kundalini trick. Oh, I love kundalini. It's a yoga trick. You just go like that if you're watching something that's like, and then you do that and it doesn't penetrate the psyche. What?
Yeah. Really? I, I, okay. Watch it. Do it next time. When you're yeah. watching something terrible, just go ahead. Huh? And you'll just be and like. you're filtering it out. It actually just calms you down. Battling is the, the best. Show. Well, as much as you can. Okay, we're going to do it during the commercial break. You guys do it too. And we'll be back in a second here on Inside Jokes. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Isabel Canon. You're listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We've all been touching our tongues somehow. Uh, Sandra Vadalini has been instructing us how to <laughs> the tongue touch the upper part of your uh, the mouth. roof of your mouth. Roof of your mouth. And we've all been trying to do it because it helps you find joy. Well, it just helps to, like, if you're watching something bad, it won't penetrate the psyche. So, because everything you, ex- you know, everything you experience can sit somewhere in your psyche. Uh-huh. So you want, like, you know, you don't necessarily want that to happen. You can, you can do all sorts of things to clear the psyche, but that's a good one just in the moment. You're like, <gasps> you know. Because at the end of the day, none of this belongs to us. Like whatever we see, whatever we take in is our choice. Sometimes we're not conscious of it. But when we become conscious of it, then we, you know, can say that's not that doesn't belong to me. I, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just this hanging out spirit soul, you know. Yeah. It's not attached to things. I had, you know, I I practice this stuff all the time. I don't always follow it. <laughs> what is? No, no, no. I I hear you because I me too. And you know, comic comics are deep. We're deep people, man. To go where we go to find the material that we find, and uh, observe and then share it to you, the audience, is big stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gang. Do you mm-hmm. ever meditate? Oh, every day. Oh, yeah. See, I, my like, therapist yeah. always like he's like, do you have to start? I don't. Meditating? I don't leave the Try house. It. I mean, I yeah. I I've been. I'm doing a meditation now. I think it's well, it's a 90 day meditation, Holy so it's like 31 shucks. minutes. But I, I do more than one a day. Yeah, I'll be. Wow. Like, what are you talking? Well, the one I'm doing now it's called the one minute breath. So it's like you inhale for 20, hold for 20, and exhale for 20. Yeah. And that's meant to like you know they'll say that in yoga like you are allotted certain amount of breaths in your lifetime. So that you'll do, you'll, your your physical body will be here for these breaths, but you can elongate them by right. by lengthening your breath. You you know, ultimate you're elongating in your life. You're buying more time. I and then when to... you and when you breathe, when you really do that breathing, yeah, it just like it's also a prosperity meditation because when you when you hold the breath and you expand and and exhale, it's really it's not easy. But it's like now that I've been doing it after, like a lot of times I'll do forty minute meditations. But now that I'm I think around in the fifty days. Yeah. It's like my breath really, I can really almost go for that one minute. Not at first. Are you kidding? But even just inhaling three, three, like inhaling three seconds, yeah. holding three seconds and exhaling three seconds. Yeah. If you can do that or even like inhaling three, holding, exhaling and then holding out for three. It, okay. Or you could do that literally while you're in your, on the subway or the streetcar. Everywhere. Uh, I have an app, Calm. Do you use that ever? No. It's great for starters. People get freaked out with meditation because it's like, oh my God, it's hard to do and I don't know how to do it. There's no, there's no way there's to nothing, do it. There's no way to do it. You go online, there's a ton of apps. Yeah. And you don't even have to be, you don't have to lie down. You don't have to do a bunch of stuff that you think you have to do. Yeah. You could just uh, simply. It's as old as we are. We just lost it. Yeah. yeah. Meditation is literally prayer, like or practice, yes. you know? Yeah. So those are. You know, especially now with so much stimuli, it's like mm-hmm. you're just connecting to your, you know, as much as you can, your pineal gland. Yeah. So that when you close your eyes, you're just like, okay, I can. It, when you close your eyes, that's when you can really see. Versus when you're like this, you're like, ah, oh, there's yeah. so much to consume. And that's when, you know, yeah. that's when things can. 
Well, that explains everything, Sandra Badalini. <laughs> That's what I. This is what I wanted. What I was curious about earlier. We're like we're talking about how we're taking in all this heavy, heavy content in television and everything, right? And everything's so bleak, and the world around us is so bleak right it now. It feels way. like, right? It Although things are changing, way, but it's not. It's not. It's not like. But that. how important do you guys think that is in comedy right now? Like, do you think it's more important to have? a statement about what's going on in the world or to actually just people want to sit in a darkened room for two hours and just be pulled out of their real lives and entertained, you know, like escape it. Like that's why I love going and sitting in a movie theater by yeah. myself even because I just shut the world out for two hours yeah. and put everything on Escapism, pause, yeah. you know, is it the same still in comedy? Or do you think we have more of a responsibility now to actually talk about what's going on? I think it's both. I think it's like, like, that's what's beautiful about it. It's like, you know, address the, address the hypocrisy and then release everyone from it. And then you realize, oh, we're so ridiculous. The fact that we're even buying into all this garbage, we're, we're stupid. Why are we, why, like, why are we listening to what Donald Trump says? He's just speaking, he's just speaking the words of the devil, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The distraction, the distraction words. Yeah. Those are not true. Are they true? Maybe they're true for him. They're not true for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So the more we focus on the negative energy, the more we become that energy. Yeah. It's like there's. It's like the you know the indigenous people pred- predicted all of this where they said this was before like you know the pipelines. They said that there would be a black snake that would weave its way through North America, which was the pipeline, and it would destroy and poison everything around it. And either you would follow that road or you would take the red road back to wow mother yeah mother nature. Okay. And those are the two choices right now. It's almost as though, like, the other part is, like, you know, everyone is, like, wants to be right or wrong. So if you're on the left, you're wrong, you're wrong to the right. If you're on the le- right, you're wrong to the left. But really, like, what are we doing? We're not going to heal ourselves by pinpointing who's wrong or right. Yeah, yeah it's just You know what I mean? It's just because line. it doesn't, there's nothing to resolve at the end. That's what <laughs> yeah. I find about these arguments that sometimes I get involved in. I'm like, at the end of the day, what are we going to, you really, when you look at it, you're like, how are we going to, I can, you know, especially with whatever relationships you have, you can really be like, you did this and you did this. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say the same thing to you. And then you're like, well, what do we resolve here? Yeah, it's a I think we, circle. Yeah, and we love that though, I think, right? As <laughs> yeah. people like, we love those dividing lines. It's always an us versus them. So it's left versus right. Even in comedy, yeah. we have that, right? Oh my God. Our right comedy now in comedy, it's so like, terrible. <laughs> PCism is ruining comedy and I can't say anything anymore. And on the other side, it's, well, no, we're actually, culture's changing and the way comedy works is changing because audience is changing, yeah. right? So we and love having those it's wars. Just, yeah. Comedy is just a reflection of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's why yeah. we love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun talking like this. I just love it to death. We could do this for three hours. Yeah, I'm yeah, good to I go. Know. You know what I mean? Because this is, yep. it's about expanding your mind too, like comedy. We like to do that because you always leave wondering something like, wow, you know, and it's supposed to be light and sometimes, but it leaves you thinking. And if it does, that's yep. a good thing. Mm-hmm. So after the break, we're going to be talking about more with Sandra Badalini and Fiona O'Brien. And we'll talk more about this. And the exciting um, conquest of the world that Sandra Badalini is doing. And we're going to talk about it. Cask. C-A-S-C. Go Google it so you're rehearsed for the next break. Okay? Just do what I say. All right. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Nikki Nasrallah, and you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Inside Jokes, we're back. Wow, that was heavy. Heavy um, meditation, heavy talking, heavy chat. So this is good because you got this is how we function sometimes. A lot of people functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the new wave, I think. 
I don't know. I think people are going back to being spiritual, thankfully. I know I did. I have for my health. And we were just talking in general about choosing content. Yes. And uh, you have to be more selective about what you ingest because it could affect you. But that's the kind of thing we we're talking about. So we're back and we're going to talk about um, something very exciting. I'm so excited about it. It's making me crazy. The CASC, Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comics. Yep. First ever. Yeah. And Sandra got the wheels in motion because that's what you need for stuff like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was recommended. It was recommended to form one after I wrote a letter to the Prime Minister, blah, blah, blah. Even though, you know, it, it was like, you could have still kept lobbying the government without an association, but now, but I think I think it's, they I think need it's it. a good, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's really good. So we're having our first town hall, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's because there, you know, this will be the first time that we're going to be in a public forum that people can, like, we're going to talk about, um, you know, how we came together, mm-hmm. the petition, um, we ju- the new, we're actually, we just hired lobbyists uh, from oh, Ottawa. What? Yeah, they Yay! they contacted me after they heard me on CBC. Yes, and they were saying like they're actually in the they've they've been negotiating um, as part of the NAFTA talks, and the government actually right now is trying to make it easier for Canadians to work temporarily in the states. It's part of their mission to oh. make it, to give Canadians more ease to work as part of a global economy. So they want to try and they're going to lobby to get stand ups part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like they reached out to me. It wasn't. It was definitely an issue that's big and we wanted to tackle. But when they contacted us, they were so keen. I mean, and now we have to fundraise to pay for them. So we basically hired them with, you know, we didn't have to put any money down. So now we're starting to ask people for money. Yeah. yeah. So how does that spec. work? How do we do that? Well, we have a donate button on the uh, CanadianStandUp.ca page yeah. forward slash donate. I'm on it. So right you now. can you can donate as much as you want. We right now we're we're trying to raise ten thousand dollars. There's always costs, and yeah. like you know, it's well, been coming out of our own pockets. Yeah. So all of this is like we've just put that together, and we're starting to ask people. Oh, okay. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to put it out there. We haven't launched like, hey, donate. We're we're doing that. We're we're starting to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's like this is. It's a lot of it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Well, it's even, really a lot of work. It's funny too because American comics are well aware of this too. Yeah, not everyone, but yeah, you they know, are, like and they we think were, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we were talking to. Uh, I was talking to Tom Segura about that, and he was like, "Oh, it's he's noticed this for a while." He was like, "It's it's stupid." Like absolute comedy, let's say here in Toronto, could phone up a comic in New York or in Chicago and go, "My headliner just pulled out for two weekends from now. Can you come up and do it?" All that American comic has to do is say, "Great." Yeah. I'll be there on that date and collect the money. That's it. They just come here, do the show, get paid, and leave again. But for us, as Sandra knows, and as you guys know, like going down to the States, you there's just that wall that's up. And yeah. who has 10 grand in lawyer fees and all these industry letters that get bounced back all the time? Like I've written these for people just to go and work for a weekend in the U.S. It's so, so crazy. So Sandra B., have you worked in the States at all? At yeah, all? Yeah. You have. Mm-hmm. Fiona is just coming up the ranks. So someone like Fiona, who's been working in the business for how long now? Because you're moving pretty fast out um, there. About four years. Four years? Yeah. And um, you've never worked in the States? Nope. Okay. Not yet. So you take someone like Sandra B., who's yeah. like put her time in. She's out there. She's doing so much work, like multiple jobs. And yet she doesn't get even the benefit or... I don't even know what to call it to 
you know, she has the right to work in the States. We all do, yeah. She's earned her right to work in the States, and she's got to pay ten grand. What is the difference? See, this is the problem. This is a larger conversation, though, about Canadian confidence and identity. Yeah. And somehow we consume American culture like it's our own. Yeah. And we're starting now to tell our stories, but the reality is we have not been telling our stories. And, yeah. you know, with these lobbyists from Ottawa that were saying, telling us that, you know, our mission is aligned with the Minister of Heritage's mis- mission, which is for the first time not about just Canadian content, but it's about finding ways to export Canadian content. Yeah. So it's now about selling it to the world and that's that's where we're at so the thing is that like even just the way that we're set up like the way that americans come here and film movies and tv shows you know they i like i you know i've reported over the immigration act like a comic or even a production they come here i think all they have to pay um not a comic but a production is like 450 dollars for a group work permit to film a film our actors you know, have to buy a $10,000 visa without, not even with a promise of work. And not everybody accepts that visa. So that's why a lot of people opt for the green card because just getting the visa, you know, like they might might audition for a show and then they're like, oh, we don't accept it. I mean, at the end of the day, if somebody really wants you, they'll pay for your visa. But all these unnecessary, like I don't, it seems as though Canada makes a lot of concessions for the United States, not yeah. just when it comes to culture, but for everything. Okay. But Canada's been really um, standing their ground, so it's cool. But we have a huge confidence problem in this country. Yeah. We really well, do. We'll talk about more about that after the break on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. And we're back to Inside Jokes, a really riveting show. I love it. I love these meaty, meaty type shows because we get behind the scenes of Inside Jokes and Jokes. What are you going to say, Dean? Well, just looking at you. it's funny talking about how, um, and Paul mentioned on the break too, how when American productions come here, even if it is based off of Canadian content, Canadian literature, Canadians are only getting yeah, that's a day classic. parts and stuff, you know? Yeah. But Americans will turn around and say, well, we're employing all of these people to populate the crew and to be background extras and all this stuff, which and might sure, be true. That's, a, that's nice. But they look that's down great. on us in that way. They do. You know? When I remember growing up. What so, do you mean they look down on us that they way? They just do. Like, we're giving some jobs to the hard luck Schleppers, Canadians the because we're the yeah. bigger. Like, I remember growing up, there was this kid that would come out to to our camp and he called himself Matt with the American tea. That's how we go. Matt with the American tea. And his dad was like a high up at Pepsi at the Pepsi company. And his parents would hand out American money to all the Canadian kids, like to all the poor Canadian kids. We're all middle class and upper middle class, but they would just dole out money to all of us Canadian. Yeah. They, I know what you mean. You know, that's America. See Uh, the thing, the, uh, the other thing about it too, is that, yeah, like sure they're coming here to create jobs and that's fine. But, um, you know, like we, for example, like when uh, back in the fall when these NAFTA negotiations started, I didn't know this, you know, I didn't really know this. I might have known it intuitively that it, when we put the NAFTA agreement together, Brian Mulroney gave up our sovereignty over oh, our oil. Yeah. yeah. So when you're talking about that stuff, that's where it gets really bad, where it's like we don't even have sovereignty over our own oil, which is why Justin Trudeau has not made any commitments to the environment. 
you know, so it's like we, they tried to do the same thing with Mexico and Mexico's like, go screw yourself. Yeah. And there's a clause in the NAFTA agreement that says that Mexico will retain sovereignty over its own oil. Yeah. The art right. clause is called Article 605. I actually wrote a piece called Article 605. Yeah. Because if we're, basically they pay no taxes, no tariffs on our oil. And if we're in a shortage, we still have to ship down to them. So when you look at those disparities, you're like, then why are you charging us? Why are you making it so hard for Canadian entertainers to work in the States? It makes no sense. There are yeah. not thousands of us. You know, there might be a couple of thousand here and there, but there's not tens of thousands of us. Yeah. And also, you can't have a conversation about Hollywood without the contributions that have been made by Canadian talent. Yes. So we get subsumed into their culture, and our country doesn't even talk about us. So there's something... The, the reality is is that we're not supporting this very rich legacy. We're not supporting it. We support it when we're like, oh, you went to the States, now everybody loves you. Yeah. Like in, in 1956, that's when the Canada Arts Council was created. And it was wow. created based upon a recommendation made by the Royal Commission of... At the time, they did like a commission on arts and culture in Canada and what they said was Canadian like novelists short story writers and poets are poor in Canada and they only they, oh, they, yeah. they only can make a living when they leave and 65 years later that's our story of our comedians so the Canada Arts Council came into place to change that and look like when you look at the way that music is supported in this country the money they get mm -hmm. that's where that's where the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians wants to have comics wants to do it with comedy because the economic spin-off and, you know, our government's actually supporting what we're doing. My MP is behind the, the petition. Because why? Because the economic spinoff, the way they look at this at the city, this city in particular, they say it's film, finance, arts, and entertainment. So wow. once the, once tourism starts to back, like put their money behind comedy, because Toronto's a comedy town. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, But are, do they tell people this? Really? They're not. Once they do, it's going to change everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's what we're talking about. When you talk about 1956, that's a long time ago. That's a long time ago. So Canadian Art Council started there, but somehow there's been no launch of the comedy scene, really. Yeah, well, they don't support, you can't as a stand-up comic get funding. So somehow we've just been out of that. Overlooked, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you, Out of some probably ridiculous definition, and no one's ever really challenged them on yeah, it. Yeah, because I don't get the sense that they don't want to. I, what I keep hearing is, I mean, you're in it more than me, but what I keep hearing from that group of individuals is that we didn't know. That, and that's also true. That's uh, very true. Like, Canadians so you can't have, persecute on that. What? Since day one, like we've always been, Canadians have always been struggling to figure out our own identity. But Quebec hasn't. Right? Quebec hasn't because they There's have no their str own The culture. struggle is that's always been in the face of America. It's like, exactly, yeah. just tell the stories. There's a million of them. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just have some fun here. Let's think of comics or talent going way back. Let's think of the older ones. Like put it, let's put a name. To Rich some Little. Of this. Canadian? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does I anybody know this? No. Really? From Ottawa. Rich He's Little? From Ottawa. Yeah. Wow. That was a pride moment right yeah. there. I just yeah. got the goosebumps. I used to have a crush on him when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> what was the show he did? Well, he was on Carson all the time. Yeah. I mean, go back, to Lauren, go back to Lauren Michaels, pitched Saturday Night Live in Canada, yeah. and they said no. I See? mean, that's one of the greatest comedy institutions, yeah. and that's a Canadian. So the so that's the other thing. It's like America doesn't even talk about our contributions in that way. Mm -hmm. So that so it's now it's time for our country to be like, excuse uh, excuse us, excuse me. But Lauren like, never mentioned it when he went. Like well, he because he probably felt dissed. Well, no one does. Yeah. Like even look at you know the last decade has been the Judd Apatow decade. His entire cast of all his movies yeah. are Canadian comics. So that's yeah. Trainwreck yeah. exactly. Yeah. So just so yeah. everybody knows, because we got to mention it, Trainwreck. Yeah. And that whole series. Pineapple Express. 
Pineapple yeah, Express. With, and his writer's room is always full of Canadians. Like, yeah. that's where he's picked all his talent from. Yeah. But so, we don't we don't t- we don't recognize our own. We will. It's going to change this uh, yeah. cask, and um, we're going to have a lot more activity now. It's moving. It's full steam ahead. Very chic. Our website is Canadian. <laughs> um, very chic. That's not what I want to say. But it, it is kind of. It's, it's polished. Nice, yeah. Yeah. It's polished. We look like professional. Prof- the site looks professional, and we're very proud of it. So go and join, please, Canadian uh, stand-up. And Santa Cruz is an industry advisor. You'll see <gasps> oh, under yes! under industry advisors uh, on the webpage, you'll see Sandra's um, face and mug. bio. My <laughs> mug's bio and Sandra B with um, Adam Grove from Cash Cab. Yeah, and Frank Spadone and Monty Scott. That's right. And uh, Barry Taylor from Comedy Records. Those are executives. Yeah, the ad hoc exec. <laughs> very good. We're very excited, so please join us in this. And we'll talk more after the break on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Russell Peters and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> so I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey Penny. So what's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today's an old trend that we're seeing, and that's buyers can breathe. With the recent downtick, properties are staying on the market for a couple of days. That now gives buyers some breathing room to make a decision. But buyers, make sure it's an informed decision by viewing a selection of properties with your realtor so you can confidently act fast to get your perfect property. Call or email me with any questions. They can reach you at HEP at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra. Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're back on Inside Jokes. I'm Sandra Carusi. Dean Young's here along with Fiona O'Brien. Yes. Sandra Battellini and the life of a comedian had to leave for a An audition. 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 More showbiz. Yeah. We were getting showbiz heavy today. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, well, it's good. But now Um, we can circle back to the... We started off really hippie with meditation. Well, I feel inspired by by Sandra uh, and all her uh, meditation. And I just, as an Irish Catholic, all I do, I say my prayers and my kegels, and that's (laughs) enough for me. That's a, I'm going you know, to start meditating, though. You're so infectious. I watch you. Like I, I'm trying to remember the first show I saw with you. Oh, well, go, let's go back a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Three years. I can't remember. It was when a we launched the show. Ago. Yeah, we launched the show. What, in the Brogue? Oh, I before you. that, even. I, I thought you before I, that. I know I met you when you were doing the shows at um, yeah. 120. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And then I That's... met you out in, in Burlington in the Black. Black Bull, was it? That could have yes. been it. Yeah. That could have been and it. And Comedy Bar. Yeah, it was a long time we ago. We did a lot yeah. of stuff together. And yeah. I love booking uh, Fiona because she's an audience favorite, as I call her. Uh-huh. Audience just love you. They want to hug and kiss you. I just got away with murder because of the accent. <laughs> you too. Yeah. And your box. Yeah. I shouldn't say the box of Cheerios. Yeah. No, <laughs> lucky charms. Your lucky charms. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. That no Irish people eat. Yeah, we did. Uh, of course, you get booked for St. Patrick's Day like three months before to do a show. You get booked. Yeah, that, that's what, it's like my Christmas. It's the busiest time of year for me. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so you did Yuck Yucks. I was down in Ottawa. Um, yeah, they booked me like 
about a year out to come yeah. down to do uh, to do uh, the Thursday, Three Friday day. and Saturday. Yeah. Good and I was you. doing two shows a night um, and it was great. Yeah. You're a single mom. Yes. You got a bunch of kids. Yes. A little bit of a kitty litter there. <laughs> yes. And Not I love many. your posts. I I have three, but on stage I say I have ten. Yeah, just because yeah. I'm doing the Irish Catholic. That's thing. what people expect. Yeah, and yeah. people do expect. And I actually get very offended when people don't come up to me and say, "There's no way you have ten kids." Like they just believe me, <laughs> That's and so that funny. kind of upsets me. <laughs> Why? Because I, I think That's I a stereotype. If I had had ten kids, I think I look pretty good. Yes. For three, yeah. I don't look so great. <laughs> but ten. I would look amazing. I think oh, if you have classic. 10 kids, 9 and 10 just sort of roll out of there. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah. Yes. They roll out of yeah. there. Just, oh, well, Dean. now, I would like, and I do say this, mine were all out the sunroof, all cesarean sections. <laughs> out the sunroof. Yeah. I've never heard Under that. Under carriages in perfect working order. <laughs> I just like to say that. That should be like your Tinder bio. Well, it, well <laughs> when I went online dating, I put a few things in that, yeah. that were like, just punchlines and things like that and the people that were contacting me were just like oh my god I just spat out my coffee but I never want to go on a date with you <laughs> oh that's beautiful you're yeah. making the dating world you're just spinning it around make it a brand new place I don't know as a comedian though are you more interested in just having your material kill out there than you are in finding someone I don't know <laughs> Right. That's no, it's that's almost me. Better. You know, I have that problem. Do I go for the punchline or do I do I go for the date? Yeah. Yes. Well, I I got I gathered plenty of material uh, from online <laughs> and from a twelve year marriage. I'm good for a good decade with material. <laughs> You're lucky. I can't get any. Yeah. And what else? Um. What do you What are your plans? Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? When I grow up, jeez. I remember when I was a kid. I when people say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I used to say, "A mermaid." Because I thought that was possible. <laughs> and now it yeah. is. There, there's a show. Yeah. So it could be. <laughs> yeah. You could be a mermaid. I could. Um, but yeah, God, no, I just, I am loving the comedy. I love it. And yeah. I love telling stories and, and I feel like I've way more to give. And, and for me, I'm still a newbie. Yeah. And, and even if it all ended tomorrow, I would be so happy with how I've spent the last few years doing this. That's lovely. And you know what? You say you're a newbie. It's so funny because you're not. I think if an audience saw you. But, you know, unfortunately, the industry will see you that way. We know that. And now for your weekly listings. Don't forget to check out comedybar.ca for upcoming shows. Check the schedule of shows there and hit up Crack Me Up Comedy Club, now open in Brampton. And, of course, the 420 Comedy Club at Greenleaf Vapor Lounge. Hi there, I'm Peter Wildman. And I'm Paul Chatto, and we're from the comedy troupe The Frantics. You might remember us from our long-running CBC radio show Frantic Times, or our TV show The Frantics, Four on the Floor. Over the years, we have recorded hundreds of our comedy shows, and now... Thanks to modern technology... We have assembled the very best bits and started a podcast we call The Best of Frantic Times. It is, and it's free. Find us on the Google, just search The Frantics Podcast, and start downloading the best of frantic times. Boot to the head! To the head! And now for this week's Comedy RX featuring Sandra Badalini. My parents belong to this church in Woodbridge called San Padre Pio. And uh, Pio was canonized as saint because he was benevolent and kind, but more significantly, he bled from his palms for 15 years. 
And, and because of this, he, he's like, he's achieved cult status in Italy. He's like the Elvis Presley of the Roman Catholic Church. His hometown is like Graceland. It's insane, right? And, and this church in Woodbridge is the first church outside of Italy to honor his sainthood. So, uh, for years this parish celebrated in a school gym. And then, uh, because they were raising money for the church. And at first the church was only supposed to cost like $5 million. And then it went up to $12 million. And every week the, the priest would ask the parishioners for money. And one Sunday when I was there, he got really mad and he's like, you know what? He goes, I've been to your houses and they're nice. Jesus deserves a nice house too. <laughs> I'm like, of all the people in the, in the history of the world, I don't think there's anybody who has more houses than Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I'm a little distorted today, but thank you very much for coming in today. Thank you. Uh, Dean? Thank you. I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just kind of here all the time. Yeah, well, we got the... <laughs> we, I live we, here. We got the dating and relationship show coming right? up with members of the Second City team. Yep. And we're going to talk about sex. Oh, cool. Sex and how love, love isn't real, but I it have... generates good comedy. I... Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I have, too better. I have 24 years riding experience to talk about. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Inside Jokes. I'm Santa Carusi. Please tune in next week for more fun and laughs on Inside Jokes. And thank you for our people like Fiona and Jules from The Handmaid's Tale. She'd be good. She looks for a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you embarrassed? Not at all. All right. So that's about it. Uh, stay tuned for the Dating Relationship Show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.